Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, and this is episode number 57. I'm your host, Rod Bloom, and we have a special episode today. This is our first beer-only episode of the Browns Blitz. So we have a star-studded cast coming your way. Uh, I'm just going to introduce everybody one at a time here. We're going to start with... uh, with Jason Hand at Browns Huddle making his first appearance on the podcast. Jason, how are things going? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing. I'm not sure, uh, you know, why it took 57 episodes for you to, you know, for me to get you on the podcast, but um, very glad to have you. <laughs> Sounds like I picked a good one to, to be a first timer on. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> I think we're going to have some fun. So uh, good to have you. And I'm going to move on to Lynn Savage. Lynn, how are things going at the Lynn Savage? Things are going great. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be on this. <laughs> oh, we're excited to have you here. You ready to talk some beer? I am always ready to talk about beer. All right. And when, we, when I thought of uh, doing this beer-only episode... Uh, one of the first people I, th- I thought to have, and actually where the idea came from, I think was when I had uh, when I had um, um, Andy on the on the podcast, uh, maybe maybe a month or two ago. Andy Picconi. Um So Andy is back in one of his uh, areas of expertise. Andy, how are things going for you? I'm doing great, Rod. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you you impressed me with your beer knowledge on the uh, on the pod you're on. So I'm like, you know what? This would be a lot of fun to do. Just talk beer. Well, I'm just trying to put my superpowers to good use. So you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we're also going to have a couple of uh, a couple of appearances here from uh, from David Evans Smith and John Sparks. Uh, I recorded with them earlier, so um, we have a couple of segments of, um, with them coming up. But uh, the four of us are going to going to uh, go through and just uh, talk some beer for a bit. So here's how we start this thing, guys. We want to know what we're drinking right now. So Jason, I introduced you first. I'm going to give you the floor. What are you drinking right now? I am drinking, it's called Another Dimension. It's a New England IPA. And uh, first time I ever had it, it's it's fantastic, you know, by the name. Um, I'm here right now, but if I'm not here by the end of the podcast, you know what happened to me. I went to another dimension. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's 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 awesome. I went to um, – I have a brewery right down the street from me, and uh, I've been looking for a reason to go in there. So I went in there yesterday, and they have a little station set up, and, you know, you can try their different beers that are on tap and – um, you know, I kind of told him what I was doing, and so he wind me up a, a bunch of beers, and this one grabbed my attention, so I, I bought this. So it's a citrus IPA, which I, um, you know, in the summertime, that's that's my favorite beer to drink. You know, I like more citrusy beers, uh, light beers um, mm-hmm. in the summertime, and uh, it's got a great taste, um, not real bitter, real smooth. My wife says it tastes like it has a little grapefruit in it, so. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Is there anything else you had today or recently that you that you want to give a rating on? 
Any other beers you want to talk about? Any other beers? Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, just anything you've had recently. Um, the, the last beer I had before this, it was the Sierra Nevada. It was the, the pale ale, I think it was what it's called. And, um, that was really good. Um, I, th- I think I was doing some y- yard work the other day and drank that and man, it, it was really good. I just picked up at my local Walmart, but I would give that a pretty good rating. I, now, you know what? Can I say something? When I'm doing yard work, I could pretty much go blindfolded into my refrigerator and grab anything. <laughs> it's going to taste good, guys. <laughs> yep. No offense. That, that's, you know, it's kind of giving the beer a, a really good advantage to try it when you're doing yard work. No doubt. No <laughs> oh, yeah. doubt. Excellent. Though. Sometimes Thanks, I'll break Steve. up the middle of the yard work to uh, have one or two and then go back to it. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Definitely takes the pain away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Len, what, what are you drinking yes. right now? I kind of went back to one of my faves, which is the Breckenridge Brewery's Vanilla Porter. Oh, yeah. I, I am a huge nice. fan of Porter's Stouts. A little bit of sweet on it. Um like Jason too, though I like a lot of the citrus and, and the the fresh, especially when it's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, like that berry wise I just tried. That is yeah. that is one I had not tried before, and it was amazing, really refreshing. But my vanilla porter is probably one of my all time faves. That's a that's an excellent beer. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can go wrong with it. <laughs> no, it's just got a great flavor to it. It does, and it's not as heavy. No, it's so, not. No, you could drink more than one of those and not. Yeah, it's not gonna. You know, it's not gonna feel like you've like you've had a lot of volume. I should say. You know. Correct. Correct. And I I, I do like stouts and porters and and some of the darker, heavier beers, but. This, this one isn't going to overfill you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so Andy, I bet you've got a, a few beers you can kind of fill us in on that you've uh, that you've been working on today. Oh, yeah, I just downed <laughs> my first one. It's uh, Jackie O's Fluid Forms Hazy Double IPA. Really Ooh. good. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. Like, like Jason said, you know, when it's warm out, I, I love the IPAs. I love this citra flavor. Um, ironically, I, I do not like grapefruit, but I love grapefruit flavored beers. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I love it. And the next one I'm about to crack open is a, a Toppling Goliath uh, King Sue double IPA. It's a tall boy, so this one's going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, earlier today I had a uh, – it was a Flying Dogs uh, – irish stout it was really really good Mm. um i really enjoyed that uh like lynn said i really like um that vanilla porter during the winter months especially before christmas if you can find that on tap that is just really good with a nice meal so hopefully everything's you know still open by the time this winter comes around and i can have a couple of those on tap but yeah so far i've had some really good beers today really enjoyed it nice very nice when did they start coming out with these flavored beers? It's, it seems like maybe within 10 years ago, because 
mm-hmm. you know, growing up is either you wanted regular beer or light beer. Now it's, you know, they have yeah. all these different flavors. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I awesome. think it's when my generation started drinking more. And, you know, mm-hmm. we grew up with juice boxes and Capri Sun and everything had to be flavored. <laughs> so we're yeah. like, okay, well, have a flavored beer. And I think it's kind of where it went, you know. People just like different flavors. And uh, so we tried. Yeah, now you can get literally any flavor in a beer yeah. now. You can. If you wait yeah, for the right time of year, anyways. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, I'm, I uh, wasn't able to start early because of work today. So I'm actually drinking two beers right now. Attaboy. <laughs> yeah. Here, you're double-handed. Nice. Yeah, two-handed. Um, I have a. Uh, I got this uh, for Father's Day. My daughter and boyfriend got me a six of this uh, Weyerbacher Merry Monks. It's a. Uh, it's a Belgian-style triple, and uh, realized it's a 9.3 percent. Yeah, alcohol. That's a heavy oh, wow. one. Yeah, that um, that'll knock you down. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it a little bit already. Actually, and it uh, it's gotten a nice flavor though. It's not overpowering in the flavor. But um, mm-hmm. so I knew that that one was going to hit me a little bit. So I, I brought a, uh, a Founders Rubeus in to kind of take the edge off. Um, that's a raspberry ale. And it, if you guys haven't tried this, I know, I know, Andy, you're probably against the, the fruit, fruity beer. But, man, this is a Founders. And, and this is it, it's, it's almost like drinking juice to me, but it, it's got a really nice flavor to it. If you, if you're not too focused in on the fact that it's trying to be a beer and just enjoying it as a drink, it tastes really good. It all depends on the level of like fruit in the beer. You know, like I said, like, I like the, the, the grapefruit tones, but if it's like fathead's bubbleberry is okay. I don't like it when it's like the main thing, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's a little it, it's kind of weird the way I, I like beer you know but it, the, the Rubeus has quite a bit of raspberry in it okay but, you know it's not something that I'm gonna sit down and drink three of these Rubeus yeah. some of those you just can't yeah I mean this is something if I'm kind of thirsty and you know and I want something a little fruity yeah that, you know it, it's something good to have it's not it's not something uh, that I would drink when I'm really thirsty for uh you know a, a just a regular style beer yeah as long as no one's drinking white claw we're all good oh my god seltzers <laughs> i cannot i do not get the the obsession with this stuff it it bothers me because people are like oh well it's less calories i don't drink beer to lose weight like come on like what are you doing yeah i'm just what, yeah, stop drinking beer the seltzer stuff like if someone comes to my tailgate for a Browns game and, and they bring <laughs> seltzer, I might ask them to leave. Like, what? Did we drink beer here? Beer or liquor? I mean, what, come on. Seltzer? Like, and it's so popular, I think, too. Uh, it is. Ugh. I think every main beer company has one now. Yeah. That, that, that's Okay, yeah. so that's the other thing my generation has brought in. Like, idiots. It just, uh, I just, I just don't get, I, seltzers are not for me at all. I, I, I don't drink beer because I want to watch my weight and, and, and lose calories and uh, you don't drink beer to count calories come on right yeah i'm with you there I'm with you there so uh let's let's start the progression here again and let's go through <laughs> how we all how we all uh started drinking beer um 
Yeah, may, you guys can talk about when if you want. It, that's not really that important as to you know how much <laughs> younger than legal age we all were. When we were but um, you know how we got started, maybe how we transitioned into to what we like now, and just kind of you know just kind of a brief history of you of you as a as a beer drinker. So we'll we'll start with Jason again. Well, when I was younger, you know, it, it was a matter of all the guys just kind of scraping up as much as they could, you know, change-wise. <laughs> <laughs> just grab everything they could. Um, yeah. You know, probably my first beer was um, Natty Ice, you know. I mean, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think know. I can beat you on that one. Uh, yeah that was that was probably my first you know 19 years old and you just trying to get your next beer and then probably moved up to uh miller light after that because that's what my dad drank you know when Mm -hmm. i was a kid um i drank coors light for a couple years um then i moved to bud light you know i still drink bud light I, i like bud light um when i'm going out to you know, eat at a restaurant, I'll maybe order a Bud Light or something like that. Um, but I got inter- introduced to IPAs. That's when my the the taste for beer kind of widened, you know. And um, that was just from one of my neighbors. I went over um, just talking to him, and uh, he's a home brewer. And we just started drinking some IPAs. I'd never had one before. And uh, so now that's what I drink still today so yeah there we are but yeah so, starting out you know um <laughs> you, uh-huh. you don't have that much money so <laughs> you just get yeah. <laughs> what you can afford <laughs> you're buying for quantity at that point exactly yeah. <laughs> so I lynn you you first, said you I can beat that i ever had with budweiser Oh, I, I, I can beat the starting out with the natty light. That's that's pretty good. I, well, okay, again, we all know that I'm from Kentucky, so my my beginning of drinking wasn't even beer. It was more of the the bourbon. It had to be bourbon. Moonshine. <laughs> yeah, I started out hard, and, and then. <laughs> I actually saw somebody post something the other day about Mad Dog, and I was like, oh, wow, that brings back some memories. But <laughs> I did not necessarily know beer or, or drink beer, but then when you get, you know, like 18, 17, 18, we would all go out to strip mines, go four-wheeling, and take the Jeeps out, and run up and down the hills and the strip mines, and that's, everybody bought beer. And I didn't like it. Because I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend of mine. You remember those little tiny ponies? <laughs> Do you guys remember those? Like My Little Pony? No, not like pony My kegs. Little Pony. Pony kegs? No, not oh. Pony kegs. The little tiny, like, Coors Pony. Like, the little tiny bottles of beer. Oh, yeah, like the little halfers. Yeah, like, super cute. Little tiny the met- beers. <laughs> the metal cans? Uh yeah. Or glass bottles. I'm just telling my age, too, aren't I? <laughs> it's okay. But he said, this is, if you don't know about beer and you don't like beer, this just start drinking these, because they'll go down so fast you won't even know it. And that's pretty much how I started. But <laughs> it was Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR. Does anybody even touch that stuff now? 
Uh, some colleges do. Not many. <laughs> yeah. You see it every I can't even go near it. No, it's, it's bad. But then I think I progressed kind of like you, Jason, the, the normals, you know, you go through all of them, all the, all the normal logger stuff. And I'll still go back to Coors Light, Bud Light, if you're out doing something. But honestly, the way I got started, this is funny. It was Cleveland. It was Cleveland is where I was at when I started realizing there was more to beer. Because I went to Cleveland Beer Week in 2014. Oh. I won tickets before the Steelers and Browns game. We actually won that one. Whoa. Mm. I wow. know. I remember that game. Hawaii yes. had a good game, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. It was. I Double remember bonus. taking on the bed after yeah. I won. <laughs> But I went to, uh, I don't even know if it's still, it may not be open now, uh, the Butcher and the Brewer. No, it's open. We went, my wife and I went there in November before Elton John. Did you? Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that was where I found, mm-hmm. oh my God, there's like more to beer than Bud mm-hmm. Light and, yeah. and Coors Light and Natty Light and just, it's almost like when you eat different foods and you get all those aromas and tastes and flavors. It was like a whole different world to me. And that's how I got started. And then I just keep trying and trying and trying. Or you really have a ton of breweries down there where we used to live, Rod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. I haven't even come close to trying half the stuff. I haven't either. I mean, and and I lived in Cincinnati for 10 years before I moved up closer to where you're at. Or I used to live, too. Like Rheingeist and and Rivertown Brewery there in Middletown. Oh, I love Rheingeist. Me too. <laughs> it might be my favorite brewery. Period. It is actually on my list of favorite breweries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was actually Cleveland that introduced me to the whole new world of uh, craft beers and different beers. And I have to say, guys, I'm I'm not a super IPA. I was scared of them. I'm still a little yeah. scared of them. I won't lie. Um, It'll get you. Yeah. They do, well, and and I think I have to l- learn it a little bit, maybe, t- to appreciate yeah. it more. Hey, I still haven't totally warmed up to IPAs yet, months, so I'm kind of there with you. I I drink them, on, you know, on occasion, but sure. it's still not my it's still not my, you know, my favorite thing just yet. So, uh, you never know. Check check back in a few years. With me. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm still working my way through. Yeah. Newbie at all this stuff. It, it's situational you know if you're going to an all-day social event oh yeah i wouldn't suggest doing ipas not even one <laughs> I, I would no. maybe go to the bud light you know but yep. if you're you know if you're just standing there with a buddy and you're gonna have you know two three four beers yeah that's when you bust out the ipas mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. yep yeah and, and it is an acquired thing like my wife hates mm-hmm. them she, she she won't even try one uh but i love them and um, whenever we go out, I, I get them, and she gets her, you know, she likes fat tire a lot, so she gets oh, that, like that or too. Yeah. yeah, or she gets, yeah. Um, yeah, or she gets wine too. But yeah, yeah the Belgian um, white, the fat. Oh yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, IPA is more of an acquired thing. You either love them or you don't. Like, there's really, I don't know a lot of in between, you know. That's true. Very I'm true. I'm definitely open to them. Like, I just tried a, uh, a, what was it, the Insane Wander Columbus Brewery. And, and it's it's more like that. It was a uh, India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably the the harshest that I've gotten to. Well, no, that's not true. I've tried other ones, but I'm like you. I think it's an acquired taste. I'll get there. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so Andy, the, where's where's the spot in downtown Cleveland? Like, what where, what brewery? You know, where where's the spot? There's some really good ones right now. Like there before before two of the games last year, my brother-in-law, um, who I had tickets with last year, we went to um, we went to Masthead. Well, before the Steeler game on the Thursday night, we went to. Uh, Southern Tier had a really good meal and some really good beers. And then we went to Masthead and met up with some other people. That's really good. Platform's a big place. There's like four or five of them in Ohio City across the river. But, you know, that's nowhere near the stadium. So if you have time, you can start in Ohio City and then work your way towards the stadium. But um, if you're just going to drink, you know, right beforehand, you want to go to a brewery, there's, uh, there's a Masthead in Southern Tier. There's also a really good one. Um, oh, God. What um, I can't think of what it's called. But you you wear a wristband and there's a wall of taps and you pay per the ounce of beer. So you no put way. your under. Yeah, oh yeah. You um. Oh god, I can't <laughs> think of the name. But you you put your wristband on the little like uh, little uh, magnet thing, and then you they, you give them your credit card when you start, and then you uh you pour it out, and then you drink. If you only want to try like an ounce of beer. You can do that. I'll charge you like 75 cents or 73 cents or whatever. And then I, I think when I was there that day, I tried like 14 different types of beers. And then we oh. went to – and that yeah, well, I tried – some of them were just like a little taster, like an ounce. Right. You know, to see if I liked it. And um, and you don't even have to see how much you spend that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that tab is something. But, but that, that's a really cool place. Let, let me look that up. I'll, I'll, I'll find it out before the end of the podcast and put it out there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so Andy, we're dying to hear your story. Yes. As well, to how you uh, became a beer drinker and how you've progressed to where you are right now. Well, it all started. I played rugby in college, and um, everything they say about rugby parties or socials is kind of true. It's just a cesspool of uh, human emotion. And uh, so the first time I really ever had a you know, other than my dad giving me a sip when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> I was 19. It was my freshman year at John Carroll, and it was like the third week of school. And you know, after the after the rugby match, we all go to this uh, house by campus. And uh, there's this rule at rugby socials where if someone drops a quarter in your drink, you have to chug it. Well, no one tells freshmen that because why? Why would you want to tell freshmen that? So. Of course, when everyone's playing, you know, the games, everyone's like, hey, hey, rookies, freshmen, go, go grab a couple of pitchers. So I grab a pitcher, and my other freshman buddy, he grabs a pitcher, too. And as soon as we fill them up, they both drop, they drop quarters in both of our pitchers. And we're like, what does that do? Like, what was that? And they're like, oh, you got to drink that. We're like, why? Because they said that's the rule. So that was a fun introduction to beer. Um, I'm so surprised you remember. Oh, yeah. Well, you know... Luckily, they took a little pity on us. They gave us like five minutes to finish them, so that was nice. Um, so they, uh, so that there was that, and then and Lynn, you mentioned Mad Dogs earlier. Yeah. A couple of socials later, they have what's called Mad Dog races uh, for the rugby team, which means that you, there's teams. It's only if you're a rookie, or really, if it's your first year playing rugby, you're a rookie. It doesn't matter what year you are. So all the rookies. They take duct tape. They duct tape um, <laughs> you and a partner's hands together. Okay? Um, so you're together with a person. And then the other hand, your open hand, is duct taped to a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. Oh, hell. And then, so I remember this vividly. There were four teams, so eight rookies. And the, the, the team 
to um, finish their Mad Dogs last has to stay duct taped for the entire social. Oh. So, so luckily, <laughs> yeah, luckily we came in like second or third. We didn't come in last. It's all that mattered. So we broke out of that. But that's the type of things you have at rugby socials. But it's a lot of fun. And that's really where I got introduced to it in college. And then, you know, and it's, it's both semesters in college. Every, excuse me, Saturday um, for, for eight semesters, four years. And you're feeling pretty good by 4.30 every Saturday. <laughs> and that was really my introduction to it. Um, you know, growing up, uh, my dad always drank Coors Light. Always Coors Light all the time when he was drinking. You know, he wasn't a big drinker. But when he did, it was always Coors Light. So that's what I always figured I'd drink too. And, I, and when I just go to like to a like – a, if I'm going to drink a lot during a day, it's Coors Light for me. Um, but I, but now, like, if I know I'm going to have one or two a night, I like going to those uh, pick-your-own-six uh, yes, beer places. Yeah, I yeah. love that because I like trying different beers. And I don't know if you guys have the uh, app Untapped. Yep. Are you guys wear that app? Yes. Well, yes. yeah, it's, a, it's an app where you just keep track of all the beers you've ever had. And recently mm-hmm. I passed my 1,000th beer on there over a couple of years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I just um, – you just – Like the uh, equivalency of Supreme Commander. Pretty much, yeah. Well, there's some people I know I went to college with who are like over three thousand. I'm like, how are you over three thousand? <laughs> they still it's, have the mug taped to their hand. That's what. Yeah, happened. really. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's that's insane. So yeah, so one thousand is. Uh, I don't know if that's depressing or if I should be proud or what. You but, should definitely be proud. Yeah, yeah that's that's not worth that's, that's, that's a badge of honor. Um, sure. But yeah, that's pretty much my uh, th- how I really got introduced to beer was just uh, rugby socials on Saturdays after um, the matches. And then from there, you know, uh, just trying my own stuff like, you know, during college, it was pretty much just drink the uh, drink, whatever is the cheapest, like you guys said earlier. And mm-hmm. uh, now I like to try different things. I like to try a lot of different types. I think I said yep. last time I was on the pod, uh, Rod. You know, during the winter months is when I like the porters and the stouts and heavier stuff. But when it starts to get warm is when I really like the IPAs and the lighter stuff. So that's yeah. uh, so that's pretty much my uh, journey with beer and uh, really just how much I grew to uh, love it and love the taste and love the different varieties. All right. I'm going to bring in David Evan Smith from Melbourne, Australia. David, how are things going? Rod, really good, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, and and g'day, as I said to you a little bit earlier, g'day from the future. Fourteen hours into the future on a <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah, we're right. We're doing this ahead of time, and uh, we're going to record uh, the rest of the pod on on Wednesday. So um, we we kind of had to figure out a, a good way to to line this up with our with our time differences. So yes. uh, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to to talk to me. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit about you and a little bit about Australia and beer yeah, and, uh, and a little bit about your experiences. So um, let, let's talk about your, your history, first of all. You're, you're a paramedic now, but you, you worked in the hospitality industry before that. So kind of explain a little bit about what you did there so that people will know your background and know your, a little bit of uh, some of the knowledge that you have of, of beers from that, from that position. Yeah, yeah. So not only obviously in front of the bar partaking in in several uh, ice cold beverages, uh, working in uh, one of uh, Australia's or if not Australia's largest 
a liquor retailer. It's called Dan Murphy's. Um, they do everything. They're, they're set up. Um, the best way I could describe it is it's an alcohol-filled version of maybe a Home Depot is probably the best way I can put it. So it has wines, spirits, um, specialty wines, premium wines, imported wines, um, spirits from all around the world, um, and the same goes for beers. Um, I worked for them for nearly a decade as um, uh, fluctuating between the store manager, so running the entire operation, um, uh, starting as, a, as what they call a stock manager, so the, the person who was an inventory control. So as part of that as management group, we would get the opportunity to go to tasting days and um, I was exposed to many beers there um, prior to that leading into Dan Murphy's, I was working in the hotel side of the business. So again, uh, learnt to tap a keg. Um, I was actually thinking about this when you and I have been chatting. I, I remember pulling, as we call it, pulling my first beer at um, a football club, an Australian rules football club that my family was heavily involved with. And it was a, a system called the Bronco Pump System. I don't know if they're a universal thing. Um, the best way I can describe this Bronco pump is uh, it's like a watering pistol um, that, that attaches to a, uh, a keg of beer and is tapped in and gassed. And I think I was about seven or eight when I pulled my first beer. I know, I know. Today everyone would be mortified and there'd have to be apologies left, you know, left, right, and centre. But uh, I didn't drink it. I did. Uh, was merely being taught to pour it by my late grandfather because uh, he was the, the chief barman at the, this football club. So my love of mm -hmm. being in hospitality and pubs sort of started there, I guess. And, and, and luckily I've been exposed to, goodness gracious, I think I said to you about 40 different countries I've had beers from. Um, and I've had probably just about every beer that has been around in Australia from the different breweries because much like you guys in the US, we have uh, different states have their own beer and uh, and getting them uh, in Australia, sorry, in Melbourne has, has been great and it's been a good experience, you know, to, to partake in, in many different varieties. Oh, excellent. So you, you poured your first beer at seven or eight. How old were you? Or uh... We don't. We don't really have to go into your age. What was what was the first beer you actually drank? The first beer I actually drank was um, now obviously Australia. To many US listeners to this podcast, will be they'll be automatically thinking Foster's. Now mm -hmm. Foster's Foster's was a beer of the seventies and eighties. Um, however, the premium beer, and we always sort of joke about it even to this day it's the, still considered the christmas beer or the celebratory beer it's called the crown lager now it was actually introduced in about 1956 i think it was or maybe even slightly earlier um not only for the olympics here in melbourne but also a royal visit it may have even been earlier than that like i said it may have even been for her uh, at, at the queen's coronation it essentially is the premium version of Foster's Lager. So that would have been my first beer at a family Christmas um, many, many years ago, Rod, many, many years ago. So, yeah, Crown Lager. It's uh, still a bit of an iconic special beer. Um, however, as I was saying to you, there's so many now boutique and microbreweries. Um, they've really taken centre stage. Yeah, kind of uh, pretty much how it is all around the world. So you, you said you've had beers from, what, 40, 40 or so different countries. 
Yes. So just give me a give me an answer as to in general where you think some of the best beers come from. If you could just if you're just thinking good beers, what countries are you thinking of? Uh, the Belgian Trappist beers um, from the Trappist monks and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the uh, Bavarian beers um, from Germany. They make amazing beers. I mean, they've got the German purity laws to start with. Um, yeah. So they're, they're as strict as strict can be. Um, and, uh, yeah, they'd be my two, two go-to um, special favourite beers they're arom- there's so many different varieties of course um but they're aromatic they you know you've got the bitter version um so uh and one of the wor- actually the world's oldest brewery now i'm gonna probably completely mess this up but it's uh i believe it's wine wine stefan or wine stefan it's uh, been yeah Vian yeah. Stefan is, oh, yeah. is how I've heard it pronounced. Yeah, but I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll bow to a, a better man than I to know how to pronounce it. Um, I, I saw draw. it in a video. I, I I had no idea how to say it before that, and I, I don't even know if that's right. But I'll let you, know you continue. We'll, we'll go we'll go with that because it's, it's as close as you and I are going to get without speaking uh, German fluently. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> they've been brewing beer continuously since something like 1067 or 1047 or something that's, crazy that's, like that i only know this because that's one of my favorite beers it, it, the year is 1040 1040 there you go i was yeah and, was and to... because the name is so complex i i've actually gone to calling that beer the 1040 yes yes <laughs> as, as it opposed... says 1040 on the bottle it certainly uh, does, yeah. It's a story, so we just call it the 1040. The 1040. Yeah, and so it's an excellent beer. Brilliant beer. And, with the, the you know, from the Dunkel to the Hefeweizen, the Kristallweizen, their lager, you know, just the uh, different flavours and and aromatics that are in it are just amazing. Um, as I said, you know, things like Deval and Leffe from, from Belgium are amazing. Um, and I think this is where a lot of the breweries both here in Australia and in the US because we're exposed to many, um, as I said, uh, medium to large size, you know, breweries that are doing these um, uh, aromatics like Sierra um, Nevada, obviously, and then there's a few others that have come into Australia over the last decade and they're obviously trying to get that aromatic profile. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy and and we're we're getting it as well here um, in, in our breweries. So how do how do the beers of Australia compare to the beers of the U.S. For example, that most people are familiar with. If if you're, and I know a lot of people are familiar with the Fosters, but yeah, uh, that's not even a remotely even like that. That beer as Fosters as it stands is pretty much only available um, come Australia Day weekend, and it's only from a select few. It's not really sold here in Australia at all. Um, the the number one and two beers um, are both Melbourne beers, uh, um, and they're uh, Victoria Bitter, which is obviously my home state's beer, um, and that sponsors a lot of the sport around uh, a lot of the professional sport around Australia. So it gets m- mega exposure from that. And Carlton Draft, um, again another CUB beer. So 
going back to Foster's. It was actually started in Australia by American brothers. Ah, okay. So they were out here, I think it must have been around about the gold rush. I did do, I've done reading obviously in the past and I did a quick browse, but I've since forgotten it. <laughs> Probably after last <laughs> night's study session, which I posted, posted on Twitter. Um, um, <laughs> Um, and it was started, so that's and they, one of them, or they were the Foster's brothers, and they started Foster's Lager, and that ended up becoming Carlton and United Breweries, which has then gone on and had, and they've pulled in under their banner Melbourne Bitter, Carlton Draft, Abbotsford Lager, which are all uh, Abbotsford's a, a suburb within um, literally a rock's throw from the brewery, and ended up being extended along the Yarra River, so they were using the river um, as, as before it uh, got heavily polluted. Um, as its water source. And and so, you know, it's growing from there. Um, so, yeah, Carlton Draft and Victoria Bitter are our two. They're both lager-style beers, but they're our two most popular and probably highest sold volume beer. Compare that to um, – we don't get Bud Light. We just get normal Budweiser in the red stubby or the red <laughs> bottle and Miller – MGD, Miller Genuine Draft are probably, I guess, the two big commercial. They're a completely different flavour profile. Um, those two, Miller and Bud, seem to be a very light, very almost gentle, whereas um, Vic Bitter is, or VB as we call it, is, is actually a bitter. While it's a lager-style beer, it is a bitter. It has got mm -hmm. that bitter tartness. And the best way I can describe it, is is that similar bitter flavour you would get from a tonic water when you're having a gin and tonic? That mm -hmm. sort of that that nice tart bitterness, and on a you know which we get quite often a forty degree uh, summer's afternoon having an ice cold VB um, while maybe poo pooed by the uh, the more uh, adventurous boutique beer drinkers, it's still to me at the core is just a good old fashioned beer that you can enjoy with. You know, a steak, even a, even just a, a ham and cheese sandwich, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, so aside from a little bit of bitterness, you, there's really not a big difference between those beers in Australia and what you would drink in the U.S. I mean, because there are so many varieties in the U.S. There's Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It, they are lighter, like the Bud and the, the Miller tend to be lighter, and they are lighter in colour, but I think that's also the differential between the hops that are used um, and maybe a, a slight variation in the brewing process, you know, just that the, they tend to be a darker, richer amber colour as opposed to more of your, your sort of golden, which your Miller is obviously in the clear bottle because it's chill filtered, and then uh, your Bud is... I haven't had one in a while, but it's still rather light compared to a, a, both a draft and a Vic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bud's definitely a, a lighter beer, and yeah, Miller's uh, yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more hearty from from what I recall. I don't drink those beers that often. I drink, you know, I drink, uh, I drink more stuff from the microbreweries. Uh, mm. you know, I'm a little bit more of a snob than than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I can I so say? Well. You know, I, 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 I like the good beers, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my, my favourite beer, and I think I've, I've sent you a photo in the past of it, um, and it's from a South Australian family uh, brewing company that still operates today. It's called Cooper's, Cooper's Brewery. And they have a huge range of, of beers. 
And to my knowledge, they're the only beer in the world that prints on their bottles a best after date because they're naturally brewed in the bottle. And the process to actually drink um, their beers is you have to roll the, the we call them stubbies. Um, I think you guys call them bottles or but our bottle is a 750 mil milliliter. So that's, I'm not sure what that converts to in ounces. Um, Cause of course we're, we're always, I always joke with a number of, of uh, my, my Brown's Twitter family um, uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit. Like for example, it's 11 degrees Celsius, but it's 53 Fahrenheit. And my brain is constantly doing changes from metric to imperial and then my brain's exploding yeah. half the time yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> our bottles um which are affectionately referred to as king brown after the our king brown snakes here in in australia are 750 mils or nearly a liter and our stubbies are, are 375 mils or 330 to 375 mils um, and Coopers, yeah, you have to roll the, the stubby slash bottle because it's got the sediment in the bottom, which is the natural yeasts. Mm-hmm. And, and they use, so my, my favourite is their, their sparkling ale, which is a, a sparkling, almost IPA style, and they use a, a, a Pride of Ringwood hops. It's really good because they put all the details on the, on the stubby and on their website. So you can actually go and have a look at what they're doing and how they're doing it and the process. And it's a... 5.8% um, alcohol content. So it's a fairly robust, full-strength beer, which is how I like how I like my beers. Yeah, sounds good with cinnamon and everything. Excellent. Mm. Mm. Well, David, we thank you for giving us a, a snapshot of Australia. I wish we had more time. We're going to get back to our back to the rest of the podcast and of course. Uh, we need to have you back on to, to talk some brown, so uh, we will be in touch to, to do that. We'd be more than happy. would be most honoured to, mate, I promise you. And thank you for having me tonight. It's been uh, today my time, tonight your time, and uh, and I can't wait to hear the uh, the whole podcast and have hear everyone's uh, input. It would be uh, fantastic, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I think my journey is pretty much probably an average journey. I mean, I uh, – I, my brother, my brother's older than me. He's like five years older than me. So uh, my brother talked my dad into buying, getting, uh, you know, stock in the fridge with uh, MGD. So that's what we had around the house when I was when I was young. So when I got to be 16 or 17, um, you know, my dad would let me have a beer now and then, you know, working in the yard, things like that. My parents believed that, you know, it was better to let me try alcohol at home, you know, and stuff with them versus you know, doing it out somewhere. So, so my, you know, the first few beers I drank was, was at home, you know, probably, probably 15, 16, 17 years old, something like that. So, um, you know, MGD and then, and then I went off to, to college and started drinking, you know, Bush and the crap like that for a while, Uh, you know, pretty much whatever was on sale for $4 a 12 pack, you know, at that that point, Um, you know, the best deal I could find. Uh, but you know, then I would I uh, would drink beer with my dad through the summer, and um, I think we'll we'll get into this more when we talk about uh, you know the worst beer we've ever had. But you know, I talked my dad into into going with Stroh's because I liked Stroh's oh. better because it had a little <laughs> bit of that bitterness to it, um, better than the beer that he liked at that point, which I'll mention a little bit later. 
uh, <laughs> you know, I think I, I don't think I really started getting into craft beers until a, a friend I met uh, through church, uh, like Killian's, uh, probably 20 years or so ago, um, introduced me to Killian's and I liked it. So then I started trying other beers at that wow. point. And that's mm-hmm. kind of got me to where I am right now. Plus doing podcasts, talking about beers has got me to try a lot of beers. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You've got are. a lot of beer in that fridge. I've seen it. <laughs> I do have a lot. Yeah, that yeah. is a nice fridge. Isn't it, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to drink more beer. It's, it's really pretty well packed right now. Well, no so. time like the present. Yeah, that's right. I, I was going to say, I got to I gotta come back to that area on Tuesday. If you need help, you just tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shot by for a picture fruit, of your so. refrigerator and, and uh, try to talk her into <laughs> letting me get one. I, it's going to happen. It's happening. <laughs> In the garage. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. You deserve one, Jason. The thing is, that refrigerator is so old that it probably is, I'm probably paying a fortune for the electricity for that refrigerator because it just. <laughs> I think that refrigerator's cost. it's from the first house I ever bought um, back a long time ago, and I've moved it twice. And I'm like, well, it just keeps working, so so I'll keep using it. But yeah, it's probably so old that I'm probably paying a fortune every month for the electricity for that thing. <laughs> worth so, it? Oh yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> The house I just sold, literally, I had a double kegerator and a beer garden in my basement. Oh. You guys, it, it was bad. Had had even, <laughs> I had two little uh, Cleveland uh, beer taps for my uh, kegerators. Awesome. In the fridge? Huh? In no, the no, fridge? no, 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 no. It was a standalone, like you see in a restaurant, double kegerator in the beer garden was attached to it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It, Yeah, I hated leaving that more than I did the house. (laughs) It it couldn't come with, though. So So let's talk about some of our favorite breweries, okay? Instead of just going around, why don't you guys just kind of throw out some of your favorite breweries, and we'll just kind of bounce this around a little bit. I think Jason and I both agree with with Rheingeist. Oh, yeah. Rheingeist is amazing. Absolutely. And they discontinued. So my first Rheingeist I ever tried was called Rheingeist Cougar. Not a word, guys. That's good. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's it they don't make that one anymore, do they? I know I they make the cheetah. So. I don't think they the make the cheetah anymore. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a six pack of that a couple of years ago, I remember, but everything I've ever had of Rheingeist has been really good. And I really wanna make the trek down to Cincinnati sometime Definitely. to uh to uh, go to the brewery and just basically try everything they've got over like a day or two. <laughs> Pace yourself. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, luckily they have those uh, four flight samplers. Yes. So. Yes. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I love Fatheads. They have one here in Canton. I love the Fathead beers. Um, they have really good food there too, which I really like. Also, I, I figured out it's the Whistling Keg in Cleveland. Is where you can uh, wear your wristband and you just pay for per, per the ounce that you want to drink. So whistle and keg. Is did, that, did you hear that? That was my paper. Yeah, that's downtown. It, it's it's right. It's kind of really close to the Winking Lizard. Um, oh, okay. The main mm-hmm. Winking Lizard, not the one that's a little closer to the stadium, but uh, it's closer to uh, Progressive Field. So. Well, Rod, I think we have a meeting point, buddy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be there pretty too. cool. Yeah, yeah. Have, there. we might forget uh-huh. to go to the game, but yeah. <laughs> well, depending on how they play, you may not want to go. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. Well, we're playing no, the they're going to be good this year. I think, okay. I think so. Yeah. I think week three. So. Go week three. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned Jackie O's earlier. Have you had many beers from Jackie O's? Yeah, I've had um, a few. I've, I've tried a lot of their IPAs. Like the uh, Mystic Mama is really good. Um, I know I know I've tried other of their beers too. Because I have this place near me where every beer they have is a pick your own six pack. You can just pick it right out of the uh, six pack holder and they've got over a thousand beers to try. And every week is a new, wow. like they have like at least 10 new beers to come in every week. So I get those all the time. So I've tried a lot. They always have at least four or five different Jackie O's in there at a time. Yeah, I've, the, had a, really I've had a few Jackie O's. I think they're a good brewery. And my, my, uh, my sister-in-law lives in Athens. I think Jackie O's is either in Athens or real close there. So um, oh, is it? she's a proponent of Jackie O's. But, um, Tells me about about them, and I think has probably bought me some beer beer from Jackie O's before. So, so I think they're a good brewery. Have any of you guys been involved with like a beer club where they send you the flavor of the month or anything like that? No, but I actually just talked to my daughter about this. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could probably what you sign should do, that. Mom. Do you do that? Yeah, your daughter just got just got a job for yeah. yes, beerhead. I am so huh. excited. <laughs> Is she yeah. gonna get you a discount or something, or like she a will. membership card or something? I do. Listen, I am so on it. This place hasn't even opened yet here, and it's less than a, I could walk there. No joke. And I already signed up for my rewards. <laughs> I said, I want a beer store, a bar stool with my name on it, man. But yes, I do get her discount, and they're they're actually doing a friends and family opening before their grand opening in a couple weeks. So that's cool. Nice. I'll see you there. I've I've thought about doing those um, mail away things, but like I said, I have that store that's two miles from my house that I can just go in every week and get at least ten new beers that I didn't have right. before. Yeah, you're you know, not so paying shipping and all that not stuff. Because sh- that's where the that's where those beer things are. That's where they get you is on that shipping. shipping you know, because yeah. yeah, it might be pounds and pounds of stuff. And so I just go to that place near me, and it's a uh, great. I think, I think the looks... most cost-effective way we've seen or heard tonight is your wristband idea. Yeah, we got yeah. definitely mm-hmm. try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we man. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're not that's sure exactly genius. what it costs, but it sounds like the easiest way. Yep. Well, that's what I, I mean, like about this new place. Like, you got so many beers you can choose from. I mean, you're going to get to try so many different things. That's what I like. And so, uh, mm-hmm. cra- the craziest beer you guys have ever tried, or uh, oh. you know, craziest name, uh, craziest beer, maybe you didn't like it, but um, anything that comes to mind. I, I got a big one. I mean, it stands out in my head. Okay. So, so have you been to Rivertown down there by us, where you are in Middletown? Rivertown Brewery? I have not. No. Okay. So it's pretty cool. They've got some really good beers, lots of good stuff. They give you the little flights, you know, for you to try like four to six or whatever, which is fun. But they have one called High. You guys know where I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, it smells like skunk. <laughs> it it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh, it was bad. It it's and it tells you right on it. It's made with like hemp and dank and it <laughs> if you can even swallow it, I would pay for it. It's <laughs> disgusting. But you had to try it. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many times are you going to drink pot beer? (laughs) It was horrible. I would not recommend any brand of of it anywhere. It was disgusting. Well, sweet. sweet. Yes. Yeah. Go. Go. No. Go ahead. No. I just. I was going to say, Sweetwater uh, makes a Mm -hmm. beer called 420. Yeah. it's got an aftertaste that you're like, huh? Okay, yeah. I got, I get it. Well, <laughs> does it smell? Well, they make they make two different types. The Sweetwater 420 IPA is one of the best IPAs I've ever had. It's called wow. 420 because that's the main highway that runs through Atlanta, where the Sweetwater uh, brewery is. Yeah. And then oh. there's a then there's the 420 strain, which. Oh. <laughs> You can it it like one time I was at a bar with some teachers after after work and I had it at the bar and someone's like so what smells like weed I said that's my beer <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like that's really strong I'm like yeah but it's really good too and I don't even smoke weed but the beer is really good okay well that's it an improvement because yeah. the one I had was not good it was bad okay. no the Sweetwater Strain 420 is really good and the regular 420 is really good. So I'm like making notes now, so I know mm-hmm. what to try. Yeah, Sweetwater is a pretty good one. You only get a couple of them up here because, like I said, it's in um, it's in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. whatever you can get up here, at Sweetwater is really good. Gotcha. Wow. Do you have any any uh, crazy beers to add, Jason? I know Andy has a few. Yeah. Just just yesterday at at uh, the brewery, I had a beer. I don't know what it was called, but it had ghost pepper in it. I tried yeah. those too. Like yeah, I tried those spicy ones. Yeah, uh, I have too. That yeah, that that <laughs> that was different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that a mistake you won't make twice? I will not make it again, Rod. No, I, I will not. <laughs> now, see, I wow. liked it. I like it, but I like really hot stuff too. Yeah. Wow. It's like I just wasn't expecting it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was expecting it, but. You, you don't, you know, when you taste it, you're like, wow, <laughs> this is not like anything I've ever tasted in my life. No, it's definitely different. Yeah. yeah I've had some hot, spicy beers. I don't ever had a ghost pepper beer, though. Mm-hmm. That sounds rough. I don't, yeah, I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> What's the beer with, um, I, I think it's just regular beer like Coors Light or Bud Light, and then... You do half with tomato juice and then oh, the Clamato? Ba- what is it called? The Clamato. It's actually think- really good. My father-in-law inter- introduced it to me a couple of years ago and it's it's really good. It's good. <laughs> Some people turn their nose at it, but I I kind of liked it. I spent a couple of um years after college as a bartender at just a local sports bar and um yeah, I think it was it was Bud Light, and it was I think it was called Clamato, and it was you know uh, tomato juice and beer, and that's that's what they called it. So yeah, I think some that's some hot it. sauce in there, or you know some Texas Pete, I think it was an Old Bay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've watched a few Browns games drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Had a pretty tough Saturday night and rolled it into Sunday. Yep. The best detox is retox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I've tried some crazy beers, but that nothing I'm that proud of. So uh, let's talk about just our, our three, three or, or just however, however many you guys want to name, just your, your favorite beers of all time. Oof. Whether you want to say one, two, or three, however many you want to say, and we'll just kind of go around the, around the room here. Who's starting? Come on, Jason. Jason. Jason's starting. <laughs> um, probably my top beer Tropicana. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's O'Connor. I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, that's a good citrus beer, mm-hmm. IPA. Um, that's usually my go-to during the summer months. Um, you know, and I'll you know Bud Light is really good. That I mean, that's got that's in my top three. Bud Light is in my top three. Uh, you know, I, I can go to that um, if we're going to the beach or a pool party, or, you know, if I'm going to a football game and I, you know, I'm going to be tailgating for. <laughs> Sorry, I can edit that out. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll drink Bud Light. Um, and then, man, I almost think the beer I'm drinking right now might slip into my top three. This, uh, another dimension, New England IPA. It's <laughs> really growing on me. I'm quite a, quite I'm, an I'm impression. Going back for thirds. Have, have you got to that dimension yet? Nice. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we can still hear you, so you're doing okay. Yeah, yeah you're I'm doing good. good. <laughs> yeah. You're All not slurring time. anything, so that's good. <laughs> so, so Lynn, you're, I think we know what your favorite one is. Well, I actually have a couple favorite ones. I mean, yes, my vanilla porter is, is probably a go-to, but I like... Um, I don't know. I'm kind of on a on a tie here. I, I like uh, like the the Kentucky coffee barrel stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. actually, actually, any of the the bourbon barrel like the aged ones, anything yeah. like that, I really really enjoy that. Again, I'm sure it may have something to do with where I'm from, <laughs> what I'm used to. But if it's I don't know. You were talking about like the, the one of those beers you're just gonna grab and drink and and be happy with. I I like those Longhead Island lagers. Mm-hmm. Have you had the? I mean, to me, those are just kind of fresh and, and chill and cool and not too much. I'm not with these other guys yet with all these, you know, too much of these IPAs. I'm, I'm a lightweight. Yeah, I understand. I'm not going to be naming any IPAs either. <laughs> I'm still learning. Do you prefer can, glass, or bottle? Oh, good question. Bottle. 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 Yeah. Bottle. Bottle. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Although I do like a cold mug. Yeah. Well, if yeah. draft, it goes draft, bottle, can. Draft. You know? yeah, there you go. There, there you go. go. If, it's, if I can get it yeah. on tap, I'll take it on tap. But Absolutely. I was never really one. Like, if I have it in a bottle, I'll just drink it out of a bottle. I won't pour it into a glass. Unless it's like a Christmas thing and I want to put some sugar in on it. You know? Well, as long as it's poured right out of a tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
koozie. Okay, no everybody's koozie. gotten a, uh, a beer out of a tap, and somebody hands it to you, and it's half foam, and it's like spilling all over the bar or something. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Where's my beer? Yeah. <laughs> Give it 10 minutes, you can real, have one. Are yeah. koozies real big in, in your neck of the woods? I Some people love them. Uh, I drink my beer too fast, really, so it's a kind of a pain. yeah i know yeah and actually for father's day my uh godchildren got me one it it actually has my face on it it's my own very it's my very own beer koozie so i'll I'll use that one but in general like like i try yeah it's really cool um in general i just try to uh like i just kind of when i start drinking i just kind of go through them pretty quick and so i really don't need one you know (laughs) (laughs) i visited my brother in arizona and uh you know, we were drinking some beer. And I said, Hey man, you got a koozie? He goes, what's that? I said, you know, wraps around your beer, keeps it cold. He goes, man, I don't know. He goes, let me go check my camping equipment. <laughs> 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 that's just where I live. That's the norm. I mean, I carry that in my back pocket you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, when I'm going to go drinking. Just that's what you have. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I look, I look for outside, one when I, I grabbed my know. beers. I couldn't find one. Yeah. We used to I have, have a Cleveland Browns one. That's yeah. my fave. Right I've, got, I've got bottle ones. I've got canned ones. Yes. I've got Browns, Cavs, Indians. <laughs> They're all shoved. Mine, mine are all shoved in the back of a corner, you know, in yeah. a, a carpet somewhere. <laughs> I can't get to them. So it's advertising and keeping it cold. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got one for Christmas that says Santa's little helper on it, and it's a little Christmas sweater. How often do you use that one, Andy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Andy, what are your uh, what are your favorites? Well, I know some people don't like it because it's heavy, but I love Great Lakes Christmas Ale. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I was um, just getting ready to ask about that. Yep, with you guys. I love it, um, and I love other Christmas sales too. But for me, Great Lakes is the king of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, gen- I and not just because it's a Cleveland thing, but I genuinely believe that their uh, Christmas sale is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love I, I I have my own little cinnamon sugar ring I make. You know, for uh, at home when I want to drink it, I usually save a couple for the Indians uh, opening game. Uh, this year I saved one because no, no Indians. I drank one on the uh, night of the draft. So that's nice. one thing I always do. Nice. On, yeah. on the night of the NFL draft, I always drink Cleveland beer. Always. Nice. You know? wow. like, that's what I do. That's a great I, tradition. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if it's like just one or two, you know, and then I go to like the Coors Light or Bud Light, depending on whose house I'm at, you know. I always drink at least a couple Cleveland beers on draft night for luck. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Christmas ale. Um, you can make a cool- game of that, Andy. Every time they trade down, <laughs> you have to drink another beer. Oh, <laughs> well, depending on the year, I either have to work the next day or you – know, so it might be hard. <laughs> or if I have to drive home, if I'm at my cousin's place, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, oh yeah, Christmas ale or Cleveland beer, I should say. And it's usually a Great Lakes. Um, I love their Elliot Ness as well. Um, but uh, Christmas ale, I love. You know, of course, I'm going to say Coors Light because I just, you know, that's what I, when I just drink it all day, I, I love Coors Light. Um, if I'm sitting around talking to my dad, I'm drinking Coors Light. And my favorite IPA is um, Goose Island Next Coast. It, it's a little harder to find. It's not in a lot of bars or stores, but if you can ever get a Next Coast IPA, if you like IPAs, um, that is the best one I've ever had. I absolutely love it. it. It's just a really good, smooth beer. So those would be my top three. 
Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw four at you guys real quick. Um, in no particular order. <laughs> uh, first one would be a a a Vian Stefan Hefeweizen, and uh, second would be a uh Chimay Red. A uh, third would be a Kentucky Vanilla Barrel. <laughs> and, wow. And then a uh. Uh, Duclos Sweet Baby Jesus. Oh, Sweet Baby! Oh, is, that, that is that the uh, peanut butter? That's the peanut butter porter. Oh, yeah, that's God, really that's good. It's just four off the top of my head. I mean, you know, it'd be it's so hard to, to it's so hard to just pull out your favorite beer. Yeah, you know? I totally forgot about that Duclos. That thing is. That's really good. I mean, the, yes. the vanilla barrel is so good too, but it's kind of bordering on is this really a beer or not? Because it's yeah, that's... so. Sweet you can only have one. Flavor to True. It. Yeah. Like, you can oh only gosh, have one. so good. And, yeah. And then you're done. That and same with the Christmas sale. You know, if I go out to a bar and I have a Christmas sale draft, that is it. You know, I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those will sneak up on you fast. I'm glad that you know so much about all the Cleveland um, beers because I see so many of them, but I don't mm-hmm. know that much about all of them. Yeah. There's some really, really good breweries up there. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of them are, it depends on what you're doing. If you're just having a leisurely day in Cleveland, definitely go into Ohio City where there's a bunch. Um, I really like some of the breweries down there. But if, if you have, if it's before a game and you're sticking it downtown, you still have about two or three really good ones you can go to. Sure. Well, they sell so many of the Great Lakes here in Columbus. Yeah. And I, and I haven't gotten out and about enough to try too much local. Mm-hmm. But. I, I just I see so many great like brewing beers that I want to try and I, I guess I I'll like, just try. Yeah, it. <laughs> I like Great Lakes. I've tried most most. Well, I don't know most. They make they 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 have a lot of beers. They do have a lot of beers. They do. Yeah, I've tried quite a few of them. Let me say. Yeah. They just so, came yeah. out with a new hazy IPA this summer, which is really good. Nice and yeah yeah they they have just all kinds of beers I don't want to try. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've got some other ones out. Um, don't they have something citrusy out, like in a can or something? Um, one of my friends sent me a picture of it or something. They, they just came out with a Hefeweizen. It's a lemon Hefeweizen. That's the one. Yeah, one of my yeah. friends said, have you tried this yet? You need to mm-hmm. try this. And I'm like, I haven't seen that yet. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I, I had one, you know, because I got that pick-your-own-six place. My wife really liked it. So I let her finish it. But, yeah, it was really good. That's like a good good summer beer. Mm-hmm. But have any of you guys been to Germany? What's that? Have any of you guys been to Germany? No. 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 I need to go though. I would. Lo- yeah, I would love to go there. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Years ago, they always say you know American beer is like water, but I don't know. I think we maybe we've caught up. To yeah. Water. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I think this well, 9.3% is probably, yeah, yeah. probably close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to bring in my friend John Sparks, who's going to talk about some German beers. Uh, John, how are things going for you? You're going well. How are you? Uh, just great. Just great. Enjoying talking about beers today. And uh, you're going to kind of explain why you love German beers got a little bit of a story to this i believe yeah and it you know it, it's it's interesting that it coincides with you know father's day was yesterday and it really goes back to my dad and 
we had a bit of German in us. So he introduced me to German beer. <laughs> yeah, we would. When he retired, he retired. We would have an authentic German beer every Friday. Now, being in Columbus, Ohio, we had German village. So we always had an authentic German meal. He moved down to Florida in the late 90s. And mm-hmm. one year I went down there and visited him. And he told me, I'm taking you out to dinner. Didn't tell me where. So we end up a little place called Checkers Old Munchen in a little city just south of us. And authentic Bavarian German food and all German beer. I can't remember what the beer was he got me, but it came in a boot and it was just delicious. And it always stuck with me that I like German beer. Mm-hmm. This is also in you know, the early 2000s where there was a lot of German beers. Warsteiner probably was like the main German beer that you could get in Columbus, Ohio. So then you fast forward it to I moved down to South Florida, very close to Checkers Old Munchen. And I took a drive one day and I said, oh, let me see if this place is still there. I drive down there. Sure enough, it's still there. And I sit down and they're like, you want to do the German boot tour? I said, well, what's the German boot tour? And they pull up a boot and they said, here's this. And you got to drink 39 different German beers. And you get a boot, you get a plaque with your name on the wall. And a T-shirt, I think, and something else. And that became my, it was about a month and a half long love affair with German beer. And German beers that I had never even heard of before. Month and a half is pretty impressive, John. Well, I may have made a trip down there every other day. Yeah, nice. Well, it was also, you got to understand, it was also when I was wintering down there. So I wasn't working. So it was... The beach and golf. That's basically <laughs> all I did. <laughs> so let me take myself out to dinner. Oh, I think I'll go have some German beer. So that got you started on the uh, on the German beer. <laughs> 39, that's a, that's a great start. Yeah, and you know, when it was 39 beers, and there's three pints in every, uh, every boot. And what you learn about, there's two things you learn about German beer is the warmer it gets, the better tasting it gets. And when you're trying to drink three pints of beer out of one boot, you're not going to drink it cold. So that's one thing I always loved, especially the darker, the the fuller ones. It was like, oh, the warmer it got, this still tastes really good. And I think it's even starting to taste better. So, you know, you got that in you. Then there was just ones you never even heard of. I'm just going to name a couple of them that, I actually had to look up now to do the boot tour. It's only 29. When I did it, it was 39. But you get beers that, like Francis Connor, it's a, it's a wheat beer, but it was so delicious. And very unique bottle. Uh, Tucker, which you can't get in here anymore. The Augustiner, the Hackenshore, the Pauliner, the Eyinger. And what you also... Another thing I learned was I did the I did the tour twice. And the first time I did the tour, I didn't really pay attention. And I was like, oh, give me that optimator. That sounds good. Well, <laughs> then you learn, okay, well, the optimator's got like 7.8% alcohol in it, and you're drinking three pints of it, and it you get a little heady and you're like, oh, okay. Hello. I can't be drinking that one. <laughs> or I have to go. I, to eat dinner first then maybe i'll have that one instead of let me just get my boot before dinner because sometimes you could 
you get like a Tucker Cristal. It's a very light lager and it's it's a good beer and you have one and then you, you eat a big hearty meal of Wiener schnitzel and everything else and then you're like well let me just have, have one more because I would always try and spend like three and a half hours four hours there it was never like oh let me down this and I'm eating dinner and hey I'll see you later plus you always right. had to get too that's that's being smart yeah yeah <laughs> so the second time around that's when I learned like okay if I if I ate well during the day, I can go in. Maybe I could start off with a, an optimator and then just I'll just have that the entire night I'm there. Because, again, the warmer it gets, the better it tastes. You don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Yeah, and some people might be listening saying, eh, I don't like my beer warm. But it depends on the beer, guys. It really depends it really- on the beer you're drinking. It really does. And like I said, when you get into a lot of these German beers, like especially the Dunkels, which are the darker beers, or the Doppelbox, which is, you know, those are, are really meant. I, I don't know what, what the, how to explain it, but and we, as, as you, you know, Rod, in Germany, they serve at room temperature anyways. We're just uh, so accustomed to ice cold beer. It's got to be ice cold where it's an art there. They've been doing it for 600, 700 years. Yeah. So they know what they're doing, and it's the water quality and everything else. Yeah, just just kind of go with, with what these guys do, because they, they know a thing or two about beer. <laughs> yes, they do. When you've been doing it for 700 years at times. They've been doing it longer than we've been a country, so, so yeah, you yeah. got to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so John, what are your what are your go to go to beers right now? If you're just going out to to grab something, are you are you looking for just anything German, or is there something specific that you that you drink regularly? Um, you know, just when you're at home. It depends. You know, I a few years back, I did find there's a it's a nice. Um, Founders All Day IPA mm-hmm. comes in a little green can that comes in 15 packs, which is weird. I found that some beers taste better in cans than they do in the bottle. I don't know if you've run that's, across What's that. That's on you. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always I've always thought the beer tasted better in the bottle, but more beers are going or more breweries are going to back to the cans now and i think it's because of the expense and and recycling and everything like that but i think it's something we're going to have to live with it and if that's the case if they taste better in a can that's excellent because <laughs> yeah, that's how, really how it's going to be yeah and i don't know i don't know why but for some reason like i said when i found the all-day ipa um it's a, it's got a little bit of a grapefruit taste to it which is you know not overpowering. It's not like a lot of these uh, beers where they throw the fruit in there, but you could just taste a little bit of the grapefruit in it, but it's a very mm-hmm. smooth beer. But then I had it and I was like, they didn't have the cans, so I ended up getting a six-pack of bottles and I thought, how does it taste better in cans than it does bottles? It really confused me. Yeah, that, that's hard to figure out, but you know, <clears> it, it's probably, it probably just has to do with the way they brew it and um, who knows. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's what they uh, maybe it's what how the cans lined or or made. I, 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 think, I think it is. I think there's something to do with the can lining. 
Now, when I go get the German beer, like I'm really happy if I just get if I can get a, a Warsteiner Dunkel. I think that's just a absolutely delicious beer, and um, I'll get that. And there's always the um, I'm going to butcher this name, which I always do. The Vien Stopper. Yeah. I, there, you cannot go wrong. There's three different styles that, uh, it's at my local, it's a growler place and three different styles. Every one of them is absolutely delicious. So if I see that, I can just uh, grab that. I'm happy as can be with that. But I'm also same with the Warsteiner Dunkel. If I can get a Warsteiner Dunkel, a case of Warsteiner Dunkel, that's going to last me, you know, for a week or two. And it's just yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely great stuff. So, um, yeah, the, the Vine stuff is uh, it, it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, something I almost always have on hand. So it, it's a go to for me. It's, it's something's good with a meal or or just, uh, you know, just on a just on a warm day. Or yeah, on a warm day. <laughs> and there's plenty of those coming up. Uh, that's pretty much all we're getting right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so John, you you're uh, you you've uh, gone from Florida to Ohio so uh, recently here. So, um, have you had a chance to try any of the any of the Ohio brews that you didn't have down in Florida yet? You know, I, I have not, but I will tell you, I've noticed this. Um, I'll say, I, I was nice to see before I left. Every once in a while, you would see a six-pack or a 12-pack of the Great Lakes in the store. Mm -hmm. And I noticed coming back, I saw four different kinds of Great Lakes Brewing Company in the store, which makes me happy because I love that place when I would go up to Cleveland. Um, it's, it's, it's good. But I will say, in Columbus, since I was gone, and I was gone really for eight full years 12 you know four winters and then eight full years there are a lot of homegrown breweries right now in columbus ohio yes there are there's a and, lot of stuff for you to check out it is and th there's a place that's really close to me it's called um Sabor growl and they have i want to say it's like it looks like they have eight or nine kegs of local brewed beer that you can just go in you get a growler you can drink it right there um i have not had a chance to taste those i've not had a chance to get into those but it does make me excited to see just the amount of little small breweries right here in columbus ohio yeah i mean uh it, it's it's kind of amazing it's really there's so many choices out there it, it's almost it's almost overwhelming when you just walk into like a, a beer store or something like that, how many beers there are. But if you know what you like, you can definitely, you know, go to go to uh, either a beer store, you know, to buy stuff or, or just go to, a, a, you know, a bar or something and try just all kinds of different beers now. So that is really cool for a beer drinker. It is. You know, I think that the very first beer I ever had was, um, I was underage, but it was a um, old Milwaukee. And for some reason, I'm 48 years old. 
But for some reason, Old Milwaukee was such a good tasting beer and it was different than uh, the Bud Lights or the Budweiser's. And I don't even know if they make Old, Old Milwaukee anymore. I was going to ask you. I don't know if they do. When I was in college, you guys lived on the other side of the hall from me. That's all they drank was Old Milwaukee. <laughs> did you Did you have any? I, I think I drank, had a little bit of Old Milwaukee. I mean, the, I um, I drank other, other stuff. I drank some Bush and some other things like that. Um, I mean, when I was in college, when I would when I came home in the summers, uh, my dad and I would would drink. Uh, I talked my dad into drinking Stroh's. So uh, now, was that, I like still in the white can at the time, or was it in the blue can? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna I don't think it was white, so I think it was I. It must have been blue then. Okay. I mean, this would be in the uh, you know in the in the mid to late eighties. Okay. So um. Yeah, I mean the Stroh's had just a little bit, little touch of bitterness to it, but I thought it was an upgrade over other stuff that my dad drank, because my dad said that at that point he didn't really care what kind of beer we had, and I said, oh, even at that point I had a taste for, you know, a beer that had a little bit better flavor, something different. Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't really my. I don't know what the word would be, but when I started like tasting other beers, like you can have this, but let me let me try this, like a let me try a Moosehead beer. What's the mm-hmm. Moosehead beer taste like? Um, your my palate for alcohol has really changed. Yeah, that's funny. I remember the first time I had a Moosehead, and it tasted really strong the first time I had a Moosehead. Yeah, yeah. Probably would not taste exactly like that now. <laughs> like I can remember, <laughs> like I can. Do you remember the first time you had a Foster's? Uh, this is funny. I don't know that I've ever had a Foster's. Well, you would know because if you know, you're drinking out of an oil can. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I know I've never had it out of the oil can. I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, or if I've ever had some in a glass or anything like that. I don't think I have. Because I remember the first time I had a Foster's, and then I had a Foster's not that long ago, and I was like, "This doesn't taste like I remember it tasting." Yeah, <laughs> uh, they changed some of them up. I think I really think they do. So, so, um, so we talked about your first. What's your What's your favorite beer of all time, John? And I think we're gonna we're gonna close up with this. What's my favorite beer of all time? Yeah. Oh. You just walked out of the desert. <laughs> you get one beer. <laughs> then I just had it, it. It probably goes back to the the the. the say it for me, Rod. I can't say the, the Vian Stefan. Yeah, if, if they said you know if, if if I had put it this way, if I was walking across the desert and I saw the glint of a bottle and it looked like something was in there the whole time as I was walking towards it, I would pray to God that that's what was in there. <laughs> that, that, well that would help me a lot too <laughs> that's, that's a great beer I'd so, be, I'd, if there was a little kings in there i'd be really disappointed <laughs> me too <laughs> 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 well 
Well, hey, John, thanks for sharing your uh, your story about German beer with us. And uh, we'll have to, um, uh, same invitation I gave David, we're going to, we want to get you guys back on sometime when we're actually talking Browns. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Rod. All right. Thanks, John. Hey, guys, we want to take a moment just to thank our sponsors for the show. Uh, first of all, Hooligan T-Shirts. Uh, find them at Hooligan T-Shirt on Twitter, T-ShirtHooligan.com on the on the on the web. Uh, check out their products. Uh, got some great new brown stuff. Um, go to the website, check them out, order what you're looking for today. And of course, we do do the monthly T-Shirt giveaway. Oh, it's not happening this this week. Well, guess it must happen another week. We haven't drawn for it yet. Um, maybe you should check that out and. See if you can, uh, maybe maybe it's not too late to get honored. I uh, also want to to uh, mention Skipping Stones, Etsy shop. Um, go there and check out all of the uh, all the items available. Um, gifts for men and women. Uh, jewelry, frame poetry, uh, uh, lava bracelets, etc. Just go to Etsy.com and, and look up the shop. Uh, Skipping Stones, S-K-I-P-P-I-N-S-T-O-N-E-Z. We thank them, and let's get back to the action. So, Jason, I, I wanted to to give you just a, a few minutes to talk about your your home brewing experience. You you brewed some beer. Jeez, it's it's probably been a while ago now. It's been almost well. I mean, it's been six months to a year ago now, right? It's been it's been a year ago a year ago yeah right around now is when i started my first brew and i've only done two of them mm-hmm. but i've actually um sectioned uh part of my garage for my home brewing um materials wow <laughs> i've actually built shelves and, that's awesome yeah there's a lot to it you know there's a lot of equipment that you need and um but yeah it's been about a year ago I have not pursued my home brewing yet. I still have the two kits that I bought for approximately six dollars, but <laughs> I haven't bought the other stuff yet. I, I bought some stuff on a deep, deep discount at the store. I'm like, I got it for this price. I have to buy this. I will do this someday, but I haven't. I haven't gone any further with it yet. I uh, just haven't found the time yet. So, uh, but. I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. So, uh, so what was your experience, Jason? How did the beer come out? I mean, um, obviously you must have enjoyed it enough that you want to keep doing it, right? Yeah. I, the the how it came about was um, we did a camping trip with about nine or ten other friends, and we all had we all reserved spots real close together, and all the husbands were around the campfire drinking and uh, beers one night. And they said, you know, next year when we do this, because it's an annual event, they go, you know, we, we should uh, make our own beer. And next year we'll have a, uh, you know, a contest. Who can, who can brew the best beer? And none of us had experience with it, including myself. So, you know, of course we're like, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So anyways, <laughs> my, my neighbor is a, home brew like he brews his own beer so i'm thinking i got this in the bag (laughs) (laughs) so you know i i kind of went over there and you know picked his brain a little bit and he told me everything i needed and you know where to go and 
Um, so, uh, you know, I brewed my own beer for the, for the following October. We do it every October. And so when I talked to you, Rod, I think I was fermenting my first batch. We, we talked yeah. to each other in yeah. September, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was, uh, you know, I was right in the middle of my first batch and, um, actually went to the camping trip and everybody loved it they you know they they couldn't get enough of it i, I brought like 50 beers from the batch that i brewed and wow. uh end up winning the competition so what was the prize um 50 <laughs> bucks 50 bucks a man oh nice wow there's like six wow. of them so nice right. hey all right yeah yeah, That's not yeah bad. It, was, it, was, it made me brew another <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to, uh, let's see, I think uh, right around uh, November, yeah, right around November 1st, I did my second batch, and it was a Christmas brew. You oh, know, yeah. Andy, you were just talking about a Christmas brew, and that's what I did, yep. and I actually still have a couple beers in the fridge, because, I mean, man, when you do a home brew, it makes, I don't know, 50 beers, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it makes a lot. makes a lot, so... Um, but yeah, that's that's the last brew I did, and it's got the cinnamon spice and nutmeg oh. and orange peel. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. really good. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's that's my experience. I mean, I'm gonna do another one. Um, we have another camping trip in October, so you know, during I don't know, what do you guys think during October? I mean, you're you're into the Oktoberfest brews, right? So right. yeah, so I'll probably do something like that. Um, but it's basically just, you know, you get some grain, uh, whatever kit they give you, you go to, a uh, 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 it's called homebrew USA and they give you mm -hmm. kits and everything. It's basically all the grains and everything in a mesh bag and you cook it. And I mean, it's a process, but it's a whole lot of fun. I would recommend it. I mean, it's not that expensive either. So yeah, how I've long, actually done it a couple times. Um, well, I mean, you cook for, uh, you know, a couple hours from setup to to tear down, and I mean, you got to sterilize everything. That's the big thing with home brewing. You know, you don't want any bacteria right. in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, so you're cooking for one day, and then you're you're pouring it into your um, um, to your fermenting. Uh, I think it's called a carboy. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. You know, it's going to ferment for about a month. And then you bottle it, and once you bottle it, it takes another three or four weeks to carbonate. So, um, right, you know, I, I would say the whole process is probably six to eight weeks. Well, it depends on the type of beer. Yeah, because I've actually done a couple of myself home brews at home too. My wife got me a kit a few years ago, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, like however I was doing, it, I don't know if like I couldn't keep the temperature steady or what. Didn't turn out that well, except for like one. But yeah, it depends on the type of beer. Because for your Christmas one that you made, isn't that like a six month uh, wait or like a five month wait? No, no, no? same amount. It's about six to eight really? weeks. Yeah. Okay. Because huh. wow. the one the ones I looked up online, I was thinking about doing that because, like I said, I love Christmas sale. And it was like a six month fermentation period is the one the ones I saw. So, do you do you have one of those uh, belts, those temperature belts that you wrap around the uh, bucket or carboy? That keeps it steady. No, um, you can okay. either wrap it in towels to keep. Cause the, the the main thing is to keep it in a dark place, so yeah. you can wrap towels around it. Or the best thing to do is to put it in a in a closet in your house. Okay. Um, it's got to be at you know around seventy degrees. Mm -hmm. um, you know to 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 make it carbonate. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, there's different kind of brews that you do. I mean, I don't doubt you one second. I mean, there's some brews that could take months, you know, but the ones yeah. mm-hmm. that I've done, and it's only been two, you know, it's been six to eight weeks. Okay, cool. Well, you're making me want to give this a run. You know, I don't know if I'll end up having mine work out like yours or like Andy's, but you know, <laughs> I guess we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a neighbor who's kind of, you know, give me the, the same level of advice that you're probably getting. So, I mean, so, if you, uh, if you, you keg it, you can, you can be drinking after cooking it. You can, you can start drinking in, in, I don't know, two or three weeks. Um, my neighbor mm-hmm. actually has a keg that's coming right out of his refrigerator in his garage. I'm jealous. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it basically, nice. it, it eliminates the three weeks to, you know, to carbonate the bottle. So he doesn't bottle or anything like that. He puts it in, into a keg and, you know, introduces carbonation to it and, that's how he does it, and it's fantastic. Uh, well, it, it's good to know I can just kind of call you if I have issues or questions, too. Well, and if and I don't know the answers, him. I'll get them for you. you, you yeah. got to bribe him with the Christmas sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> well, hey, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's finish it up with a little game of uh, first worst and and quench your thirst easy for me to say um so what i want is your your first beer your worst beer and the beer that you want to quench your thirst like you're like you're walking out of a desert so jason what do you have all right so my first beer is I wrote down Tropicana, but I'm telling you, the beer that I'm drinking now is probably <laughs> going to take that position. I'm just telling you right now. Um, I, I mean, the first beer you've ever you ever drank. Oh, oh, not your gosh. not your favorite. Yeah, the first beer you ever drank. Oh, the first beer. Okay, the first beer I ever drank was Budweiser. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's first and, and you liked it. So. Well. It was me history. and my buddy at a high school party, and we were sitting on a swing set drinking Budweiser, and when when everybody wasn't looking, we were pouring it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes beer the first time they drink it. Yeah. No. no, no. My dad awful. always told me it was an acquired taste, and I didn't know what he meant until I drank Budweiser. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I liked beer until my probably my junior year of college, probably. Right. Okay, so that was my first beer. Okay, so what's the next one? The worst? Worst, yeah. Uh, the the worst. Oh man, I've had a lot of. <laughs> I've had a lot. I don't like sour beer. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of different IPAs, but the ones that make you, you know, like you you just bit into a lemon. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, you can. It just tastes like sugar. It's just yeah. straight sugar, the whole thing. Yeah, so so that would probably be my worst. Um, and the one that quenches my thirst is going to be Bud Light. <laughs> I'm just going to go to basics, you know, Bud Light. Um, yeah, that's going to be the one that quenches my thirst. All right, Lynn, what do you what do you have for your for your first beer? Well, my first, very very first beer would have been that god awful pbr 
Pabst. Pabst and, Blue Ribbon. All and, right. Yeah, I think they should have stopped making that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And I've honest to God tried it since. And I still think it's the worst beer. It's not good beer. It's, it's horrible. Not. No. Like, no. I just envision somebody in their basement throwing shit together and then throwing it in a can going here. I remember going to somebody's dorm room in college that had Pabst in their refrigerator. And it's the first time I had a Pabst. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, why do people drink this stuff? Yeah. They should pay you to drink it. Because it's cheap. I'm like, yeah. let me go somewhere else. I need to get out of here. I, That's I can why tell you why. Either that, you're old and retired, and you know you don't, you didn't, your retirement income isn't where you thought it'd be. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you're in college and you don't have a lot of money, and yeah. but you still like yep. beer, so that's what you get. Yep. That, that's there's a reason why Dime Draft at all the uh, places <laughs> use PBR. Uh, there is a reason. Momentum ten cent drafts. Oh my ten, gosh. I, I, get, I told you, I'm telling you my age. So when we used to go to the beach and they had like all these bars where they'd let you in, 10 cent drafts, it was always PBR. Yeah. Well, some of the college bars when I was in school, uh, you could get a $3 pitcher of PBR. That was the best I could do. $3 pitcher. That's it. Yeah. yeah I, so, I used to yeah. get, I used to get uh, 16 ounce Budweiser's in, in uh, college for 75 cents. Oh, 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 nice. A, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I would go out. That would be my first four beers. And then I could go to Sark. Rod, that's like, awesome. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I've spent three bucks. And now I can, like, drink a beer here and there and I'll be good. Yeah. You can drink a beer here and there and everywhere if you want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always started at the same bar because it was the cheap, cheapest place to drink. <laughs> Was, yeah. Oh my God, that's great! So, um, so that was your first. Do you want to call that your worst too? Well, well, no, because I will bump the worst right back to that high. I will never in my <laughs> life. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'd actually probably drink PBR over that high. Ah, yeah. And, and that's saying something. Um, so uh, quench your thirst. It, it's it's kind of funny because I think all of us are kind of on the same page here. My go-to would be Coors Light or Bud Light, either or. I can, I can do either mm -hmm. one. If I need to drink like hardcore and show everybody how much I can handle, that's the ones I'm going to. If I have a point to prove, I'm drinking Coors Light or, or, or Bud Light. A point to prove. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a girl. Come on, guys. I'm right there with you. <laughs> exactly. No, I know no, no. Andy is not right there with you. So, Andy, what's your, <laughs> your very first beer? He might be. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see. My very, my very first beer, um, I was, I go, I used to go, well, when, when we can, you know, when there's not a pandemic going on, I go fishing with my dad in Canada every year since I was eight. And um, right. when I was nine years old, it was, it was the last night up in Canada. We're all looking out the stars with he and his buddies and their sons. And they were at a Coors Light. So my dad, was, it's the only time I've ever seen my dad not drink Coors Light. He was drinking a Miller Genuine Draft. And last night he said, uh, hey, you want to try a sip? Tried a mm -hmm. sip, hated it. And so I didn't try it again until I was like 19. So but MGD, it was, MGD, was, MGD was not an easy beer to drink. I mean, especially yeah. when first beer. Yeah, well, that was just, I was just a very little sip, you know. And, um, and I didn't like it. So it took me until I was 19 again. 
you know, till college, but MGD was the first beer. My first full beer would have been that, uh, you know, that pitcher I had to pound. I believe that was PBR in college. So there you go, Lynn. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're like 19 or so before you had your first full beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just didn't want to drink in high school, you know. I just didn't okay. really see the need for it. Um, Making up for it. Yeah. Oh, I, I have very well made up for it. <laughs> Are your parents listening or is this your true story? No, my parents, I don't know. What a, I don't think they would know what a podcast was. Uh, so, so, yeah, that was my first beer. My The worst beer I ever had it was sophomore year. We had to go down to the University of Kentucky to play um, a playoff match. And uh, we sent the one we were in a hotel we all got down Friday night, and we sent a buddy out to go get a bunch of beer. He brings back two cases of this Milwaukee Special Reserve Ice, and Ooh. it is it is as bad as you might think it sounds. It, and it sounds it, bad. It sounds it, it tastes horrible. The guy who sold it to him, they they had like natty, which no one likes drinking natty, but you drink it in college. You drink it, yeah. But you drink it, right? He he could have gotten that, but the the guy must have had stock in. Milwaukee's special reserve ice because he goes, Hey, drink, buy this stuff. Every fourth beer is magical. Like, and that was the selling point with this guy. And my one teammate buys three cases of it and brings it back to the hotel for like 20 guys. He walks in and we're all like, what, what did you get? He goes, this guy said it was really good. Every fourth beer is magical. So, like, <laughs> no one made it to four beers. Like, I drank half of it and said, I can't finish this. And no one in the room. And you've got to remember, rugby players are functioning alcoholics. And most of the guys in the room are like, we can't finish this. Later on that night, we're all going to bed. We're all sharing rooms. And I, um, I was like, man, that beer was awful. And I turned to the guy next to me who goes, I had like four of them. I don't know what you're talking about. He drank like four of these things. It was awful. Yeah. That man now is a PhD in physics and he builds lasers for the Air Force. All right. Wow. So <laughs> that fourth one was magical. It was. Magical. It, it must oh have my been. Gosh, he it was must right. Have been. Yeah, because now the, he's literally brilliant. But I mean, he had four of these things. I don't know how he's still alive. But uh, that was by far the worst beer I have ever tasted in my life. And I couldn't stomach to finish one. I mean, and, there's and, nutritional value in beer, so, I mean, it makes not sense. Not in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it, oh, I'm surprised I can have kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Jeez. you can after rugby. I've been <laughs> oh, yeah, well, there, yeah. Oh, you make a lot of really poor decisions in that. Yeah, but they're fun. <laughs> oh, it's a ton of fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> Some of the best memories I had in college were from rugby. I, I and, guarantee it. Oh, yeah. And and my go-to beer after, like, a long day, if I'm doing yard work, is either a good IPA or, honestly, Coors Light will do it. Yeah. I, I, I still Amen, love Coors brother. Light. You know? It, it's, it's, you know, it's an easy fix. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah, the so mountains are blue. You always know it's cold. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the only beer that that's tells an, you when it's easy to drink. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So for me, I got to be honest, guys, I don't actually remember. I think my first beer, um, it may have, it was either the, it was either the MGD, you know, with my dad, but I think um, it's possible that it may have been a Little Kings with, with a friend in uh, 
I went and stayed with, and we kind of tricked a delivery driver into giving into delivering a case of Little Kings to nice. us when there was no adult around. And nice. and I think I drank a couple of Little Kings, and I don't think I felt anything because there are those little seven ounce bottles. Yeah. I think I drank two or three Little Kings, and I'm like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was just kind of weird. So you know. Uh, but I think that was actually my first beer. But you know, the first real beer I drank, I would say, was the MGD with probably with my with my dad. So uh, the worst beer, and I alluded to this earlier when I was talking about convincing my dad to go to the to the Strohs. Mm-hmm. Before that, my dad and <laughs> and Andy, this may be the same crap that you were drinking, okay? <laughs> just by a different name. My dad used to buy Milwaukee's best. Oh, the yeah. Beast. The Beast. Yeah, the Beast. That's what we called it in college. That's what yep. we called it. I couldn't <laughs> drink that stuff. It was horrible. I'm like, Dad, buy Strohs. Just anything. He's like, oh, it all tastes the same to me. Just, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we bought the Strohs 15 pack, and, and I was happy. You know, I thought, <laughs> to me, Strohs was pretty good at that time. It was definitely a step up from Bush. It was way better than Milwaukee's best. So I was mm-hmm. happy drinking Strohs. I thought I was drinking good beer. Yeah. So, you know, so, so for me, uh, Milwaukee's best. The beast. It, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's still um, awful. Yeah. It's... If, you can, if you can hold a match to a beer and it ignites, <laughs> that's probably your worst beer. Oh, my God. Um, true, true. Yeah, I mean, I love my dad, but, uh, you know, beer-wise, uh, he, <laughs> he was pretty much happy drinking anything. He liked German beers, so I liked putting a good German beer in front of him, but he would pretty much drink anything and say they all tasted the same. So, <laughs> wow. So, anyways. But uh, quench your thirst. Sorry, guys, I'm not going to step down to a Budweiser. I, I will go with a, uh, <laughs> I'll go with a fat tire. That's a good beer. That's a good beer. I love Fat Tire. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I could name a lot of other beers, but um, Fat Tire or, you know, anything else on the lighter side, but Fat Fat Tire is a good beer. I think that's a good go-to, though. Mm -hmm. That's a very good go-to. I I could drink Fat Tire, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I agree with that. So, um, yeah, guys, this has been... This has been fun. I hope you guys have had a lot of fun talking beers. And uh, hope everybody's finished off their beers. I've got just a tiny bit left of my Rubeus. So I'm going to polish off here while I'm editing. Uh, <laughs> any final words? I would be remiss if I didn't say drink responsibly. Oh, yeah. That's that's yes. so important. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, as, as that, we all that's something home, that, us, um, right? yeah, we're yeah. all home. You know what? In my younger days, um, I would drink till I passed out, and it wasn't till I got older and had a family that you know. Now I drink. It's just like we're talking about, just to taste it and get the different flavors. And you know, I'm not trying to crush myself. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink responsibly. That would be my oh, yeah. message. Oh, and, and nowadays with Uber and Lyft, there's never been less of a reason to get a DUI or, you know, end up hurting someone, you know, it's just call someone, you know, put it in your phone. I I knew guys in college that always kept like 20 bucks in their back pocket 
and you know, in case they got too hammered, just put them out on the put them out on the uh, sidewalk, and they'll raise their hand, and eventually someone will pick them up. You know, the yeah. taxi will get yeah. them. So, yeah, you know, just yeah. just all th- th- that drives me nuts when people get picked up for DUIs. You know, Take there's no hand. reason for it. Nope. Yeah, I agree with you. Or, right. or you I have children. Have, yeah, I mean, yeah. I used to have friends in my phone that they knew that if they called me, didn't matter what time it was, mm-hmm. I would be there to pick them up to yep. get them Absolutely. safely. Absolutely. Yep. I was. But, but I was now that guy you're right, Andy. I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, there's Uber yeah. and Lyft, and I mean, we, you know, we got everything. So just drink responsibly. But it's yep. fun to drink, though, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, you're, you're, you know. You're shooting the breeze with your friends. You're playing cornhole. You're barbecuing, whatever. You know it makes Absolutely. sense yeah. if you're safe and at home. You know. That's right. Yeah. Correct. Agree. And this has been fun, guys. So everybody, yeah. g- give these guys a follow. Uh, everybody's following Jason already, but at Brown Tuttle. <laughs> Not everybody. Um, most everybody. <laughs> I, at, I think most everybody. At the Lynn Savage. At Andy Picconi. At Grump, uh, Grumpy Lift Medic. At John E Sparks One. So um, give these guys a follow. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully everybody has as much fun as we did. This has been Brown's Blitz, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.